the key. Ooh. Oh yeah. To hunting Jedi. What an insane moment in the I game. I know. This, this was. I think we're gonna come back here. I I hope we do. Like. Oh no. Uh, uh oh. Oh my uh -oh. god. Oh no. Just flicks her aside. You would be wise to surrender. Yeah. Probably. Ah! <laughs> Cal! 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 Welcome back to New Rockstars. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series will explore the most dangerous era in Star Wars history for a Jedi when Darth Vader and the Inquisitors hunted them down with merciless zeal. The same era of the amazing game Jedi Fallen Order. And after nods to that game from the recent BD droid and Boba Fett and the setting of the Fortress Inquisitorious on Nur in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series, as well as the recent appearance by actor Cameron Monaghan at Disney's Galaxy's Edge, is this all pointing to Cal Kestis making a cameo in Kenobi? Kenobi? Waka waka waka. <laughs> Forgive me for not uh, committing to the full scream. I'm coming off of a, a little splash of COVID. Yeah, you sound good week. though. You know what? That Kenobi oh, restored you. my faith. I was a little worried. And you hit that Kenobi, I said, he's back, baby. He's on the upswing. Next week, it'll be even more screamier. Uh, for everyone worried and, and sending your concerns and well wishes, I appreciate it so much. Uh, hey, we're still living with this thing called COVID right now. So stay safe out there, folks. We're, we aren't through with it yet, um, but I am feeling better. The worst of the symptoms, thankfully, are, are behind me. My fiance has been so amazing taking care of me oh. here in this a literal dungeon I am now in. I'm not allowed to leave this room. Um, for extended periods of time. Definitely not going outside to any crowded places, that's for sure. And I will be wearing a mask wherever I go for, for quite a, quite some time. Anyway, mm. this is Wookie Leaks. It's our weekly reaction to the latest in Star Wars. I'm here with Tommy Bechtold, a man with no hot takes about any slaps in the past 24 hours. That's right. You will not hear a hot take about any slaps from me. The only thing I'll say that slaps is that new Kel Kestis lightsaber available at uh, Star Wars Galaxy's <laughs> Edge in all fine Disney retailers near you. I mean, everyone wants us to break down that slap. And yes, we've done Oscar content here on New York Stars uh, yes. five or six years ago, but uh, what more am I going to contribute to that conversation? No one no one wants that from me. That's no. not what I'm made to do. I want I I hope for a day where Eric, you and I sit at uh sit on a live stream and just tear apart people's dresses like Melissa and Joan Rivers. We become the new fashion police and <laughs> we're just like I mean, oh yes. man <laughs> please that's all i really want that's all, everything that we're doing here in new rock stars is just jude law to... more like jude crime with that tuxedo <laughs> you see you see what you're missing out on red carpet this is who you could have right there please tommy back told and then can I just be the cameraman just Absolutely. the whole time so I don't have to be on because I don't have the energy for that? No, no, no problem. <laughs> well, Tommy tried to make this segue earlier and I just blew right past it. But in today's episode, we're going to talk about Cal Kestis, yes. what the inclusion of the Inquisitors really means for Star Wars. And we're also going to talk about some late updates about uh, what form Darth Vader is going to take in the series. Before we get to that, New Rockstars this week is going to release our new latest Obsession shirt inspired by the new Marvel series, Moon Knight. Ooh. Grabbing one of those is a great way to support this channel and all of our content. You can also purchase a custom shout-out that will run during the Inside Marvel After Shows. 
So head on over to NewRockStarsMerch.com. Check out that uh, shirt and all the other great merch options. All right, Tommy, what's our big question in the world of Star Wars this week? Eric, will Cal Kestis appear in Obi-Wan Kenobi? Please say yes. Please say yes. Please say yes. <laughs> I hope so. Or at least I hope he gets referenced at some point. Yes. Cal Kestis, just to remind everyone, is the focal character of the 2019 Star Wars game Jedi Fallen Order. It's a really great game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a young Jedi survivor of Order 66. The character was modeled on the likeness of and voiced by Cameron Monaghan who in recent days actually made an appearance at Disney's Galaxy's Edge to introduce the new Cal Kestis legacy lightsaber hilt. It has the, the broken end of it, which in the game, Cal repairs from the broken double-bladed blue lightsaber of his former master, Jaro Tapal. Now in the game, at some point, you flash back to the moments of Order 66 when Cal was training under Jaro on the planet Baraka on a Venerator-class destroyer of uh, the Republic, I guess at this point, it's now the Empire. And the clone troopers turn on them, of course. Jaro tries to fight off the troopers, and his lightsaber gets broken in half, and Cal ends up getting a blaster uh, wound on his face. That's why he has that scar on his face. Jaro dies, and Cal keeps his saber. Um, But most of the game takes place five years after this in the year 14 BBY, which is when the majority of Jedi Fallen Order takes place. So throughout the game, you face Inquisitors, you meet the second sister, Trilla Suduri. The climax of the game actually takes place in the Fortress Inquisitorius on Nur that we now see in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Here, as we saw in the opening cutscene, you face Darth Vader, and Cal escapes with the Jedi, Seer Jinda, as well as Marin, and the Captain Grease, and the little droid BD-1, and then he decides to destroy the Jedi holocron to keep the location of the Force-sensitive youths secret. So, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is actually going to take place only a few years after this, and it's expected that the week this series premieres, we'll be getting an announcement about the sequel for Jedi Fallen Order, uh, the next game. So the timing is just so perfect for Cameron Monaghan to make a cameo as Cal Kestis in one of the six episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi, at least one, maybe a few. Now, we know Lucasfilm loves referencing the game. The Fortress Inquisitorius coming back. Another BD droid showed up in Boba Fett. Bracca actually showed up as a location in Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. So what could be the most satisfying way Cal Kestis could show up in Obi-Wan Kenobi? Could he help Obi-Wan get out of a jam on Dayu? Could he be the one to tell Obi-Wan about the Inquisitor's fortress on Nur, how to find it? And would this cameo here set up his next adventure in Jedi Fallen Order 2? Oh. And if so, what do you think that adventure would be? Oh Tommy, your thoughts. Goodness. Well, I think, you know, given the, the heavy emphasis on the Inquisitors in the game, he, he would be a great asset in an episode to kind of, uh, you know, debrief Obi-Wan on what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like he could kind of uh-huh. keep, 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 get them, get him up to speed on, on, on uh, the dangers and maybe weaknesses he's discovered. And uh, yeah, I could see him being kind of like um, in the way that in Mandalorian has all these great side characters that kind of come in for one episode a season to like assist and offer their very specific set of skills. Uh, so I would like to see that. And in terms of what would, uh, set up his next adventure in Jedi phone order Two, he, he destroyed the holocron, but I would like to maybe see him protecting another young force sensitive, uh, youth or something like kind of becoming his guardian. Yeah. I mean, I think it, the way fallen order, the first one ended was this place of, yeah, he's destroying the holocron, but he kind of, it's implied that he wants to use the force alongside Seer to track down people like that and help them. So it almost sets up this race against the uh, Inquisitors to find every force-sensitive being out Mm -hmm. there, which 
to me, like now based off of this Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer, it, it makes Cal Kestis an even more active character at mm. this point in Star Wars history than someone like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi, we, we know what his goals are, but we've always had this sense in our minds that he's a pretty uh, passive or reactive character right now. He's mm -hmm. a bit static. He's just kind of this guardian who's uh, got a fixed post, right. um, which is why it's now surprising to see him leave the planet. Whereas Cal Kestis could be at anywhere at any point. Um, anywhere the Inquisitors are, Cal Kestis presumably is also trying to get there. So, um, yeah, my hope is that he, uh, that there's, there are cross paths either on Dayu or some other planet um, beyond Dayu. Like if we go to Alderaan or something like that. Uh, or if we're, I don't know if Cal Kestis is eager to get, eager to get back to Nur um, and to get back to, I think if he, if he ever did, he knew he knows that his life would be over. Yeah, you know? I don't. Like, I don't know that. The, yeah, that would be. <laughs> that would have to be for a very specific, very very specific reason. Yeah, you know how in in Mandalorian season two, um, Bo Katan told um, Din Djarin where to find Ahsoka Tano. Mm -hmm. I think there might be a similar moment with Cal Kestis where he he tells Obi Wan Kenobi, "Look, if you're really worried about this, you got to go over to the Fortress Inquisitorius." But let me tell you, as someone who's been there before. It's probably the most dangerous place a Jedi could go. Yeah. Oh, that would be perfect. Yeah. If he's like, I'll, I'll tell you how to get there, but there ain't no way I'm going with you. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. And maybe give some, he's like, here's what I remember. Here's the map. It's kind of like when you play a game, like the visited locations shows up on the map. He has literally that print out. Like, here's where you go. And then hit jump here. <laughs> double yes. jump here. Use your lightsaber <laughs> to twirl up to this platform. Great. Mm -hmm. Great. And then skip past this cutscene because it's yeah. lame. Um, <laughs> and nobody was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, so we also heard some news this week about uh, Darth Vader. Um, we're going to get to that in a second, but first we want to thank some people who helped us make this episode. Yes. Well, thanks to Babbel for sponsoring this episode. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Like, I've retained very little from high school Spanish, and what I do remember ain't that useful. But now, thanks to Babbel, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized less language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Several new Rockstar staffers are using Babbel to learn new languages around the office, so if you notice our translations and breakdowns are getting a bit better, you'll know why. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. It comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, save up to 60% of your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash wookie. That's babbel.com slash Wookie for up to 60% off your subscription. Babble, language for life. And uh, Tommy has uh, some interesting things to tell us about our other sponsor, Coinbase. That's right. You know, Eric, cryptocurrency can feel intimidating. You've heard about it. You know it's the big hot thing but you don't know where to start. Well, let me help you out here. Coinbase offers a trusted and easy to use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market, and they make them accessible to everyone, even me, a man who barely graduated middle school. They offer portfolio management and protection, learning resources, and a mobile app, which I actually have. Coinbase was the first digital wallet I ever got. In fact, it's the only digital wallet I have, and that is true. You can check my phone like my girlfriend when she thinks I'm texting 
replacing someone else. So you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Whether you're looking to diversify, just getting started, or searching for a better way to access crypto markets, start today with Coinbase. For a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at Coinbase.com slash Wookie. Sign up at Coinbase.com slash Wookie for $10 in free Bitcoin. This offer is for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's Coinbase.com slash Wookie. Nice. Now, let's get back to uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi news that we've heard in the past week. Deborah Chow talked to Entertainment Weekly about how they plan to depict Darth Vader in the series 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. And she said, quote, For us, it's very similar to Obi-Wan in the sense that he's in between these two trilogies. Mm. So he isn't the new Hope Vader quite yet. You know what I mean? So we are with the character sort of in the middle of this period. It is still Vader, obviously, but it's a Vader that isn't quite as fully formed as A New Hope. Mm. So my question, Tommy, is what does a not fully formed Darth Vader look like? Well, I I mean, I wonder if that is referring to his appearance or his personality, right? Like, that's the question. Uh Because obviously by the time A New Hope starts, from watching Rogue One, Vader is just mercilessly killing the Rebellion. (laughs) Like, anyone he thinks is, like, you know, trying to quash the Empire, he's... He's slashing through with his red lightsaber. He is no longer, uh-huh. there is very little Anakin left in, in him at all. So I think probably what we'll see in Kenobi are the last flickers of Anakin Skywalker. You know, maybe some sense of grief in pulling him towards the light side. What, not that he'll ever go, but maybe some guilt, some regret. I think all of those will be tamped out by the end, though. You know, I think that we're just going to see like the last embers of Anakin Skywalker kind of die and Vader fully take over and, you know, become kind of the the weapon, evil, terrifying, killing machine that he is in a, in a New Hope in Rogue One. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Tommy, um, because I think one of the big um, one of the big confusion points some people have had here is the line from A New Hope where Vader says, uh, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Mm-hmm. Um Like, so what other story could exist if that's the line he said? If he was referring maybe to the battle on Mustafar, he must have been referring to some other battle. Um, Maybe I think that Deborah Chow's quote means that there's still things for for Vader to learn from Obi-Wan. Right. He's like, there's still lessons that the Mm -hmm. old uh, master still has to impart on the student, which I just love that. I love yeah. that they, they aren't throwing that line. They aren't retconning that line. They're saying like, no, there's, you're right. There are still flashes of, of Anakin in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, if, and if you don't buy that, if you think he's all Vader at this point, um, that there are still, uh, there's still things for him to learn. Right. Which is almost kind of terrifying. Like, yeah. I would love to see, like, some kind of line between them as they fight, like, saying, like, ah, yes, this is my final lesson then. Mm. Or, like, are you ready for your final lesson, student, or something? And then that's when they, they fight it out from that. Yeah, I don't want a fully formed Darth Vader yet. I no. Think if you're going to revisit this point in history, I want someone who's still kind of in transition. Yeah, especially because that gives Hayden Christensen more to do, right? Like that gives yeah, for sure. If he's not just doing a you know James Earl Jones, David Prowse infection or uh, impersonation, I think you know he can. Not that he would impersonate James Earl Jones, you know what I mean. Uh, if he's not just yeah. embodying that like tone and cadence and and kind of coldness, if he's actually got maybe a little more emotional, you know, uh, depth to him. Now, do you think this could at all uh, refer to his appearance as well? So like. 
We we know from the end of Revenge of the Sith when the mask went on, he, he looked pretty much like Darth Vader at that point, you know, or at least the Vader that we know. He didn't right. have the same kind of like physical presence that, of course, he had at the beginning of A New Hope. Nothing will parallel that moment, but um, but I'm saying like once we see him under the mask, we are going to look like it is going to look like a, the scarred face of someone who is still trying to figure out what their final form will look like. Right? Yeah, I guess yeah, we could see the kind of the transition of. You know, uh, a, a, a disfigured Hayden Christensen. That would be interesting. You know, like kind of if the, if they actually used if they did the full like prosthetic makeup on him, that would be that would be pretty amazing. Actually, maybe he hasn't quite gotten used to that voice respirator thing, and maybe he's still uh -huh. maybe he's resisting some of the modifications. You know, maybe he's trying to restore some humanity, and he's learning the hard way that like the only way to survive is to have, you know, be kind of be half man, half machine, or mostly machine. Yeah, I think the the arc for uh, the character might be something like he begins the series still trying to cling to what his appearance might be. Like, yeah. we might see either his own face and his own, like, mental reflection right, of himself right, right. that he's trying to cling to. Right. Or him, like, literally an Iron Man close-up under the mask, or we see him in his, like, healing tank or whatever he hangs out in on Mustafar. Um, and that could be like either scarred Hayden Christensen or just like if it's just a mental projection of him, it could just be his his Anakin looking self. Uh, or maybe he's just going back to flashbacks of himself during the Clone Wars era, whatever that manifests mm -hmm. as he begins a series kind of still clinging to that and yeah. clinging to those memories. Uh, and then by the end of the series, he realizes, no, I'm going to let the past die. I'm yes. going to let it burn. Kill it if um, you have to. Kill it if you have to. And he's going to just cling to the mask and realize the mask is my identity now. Mm -hmm. So I'm not. I'm going to let go of the, the flesh identity that I once let had. Let it go. I'm just a machine. Let it go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the moral of Frozen, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. That's yeah. what, if Elsa had turned into Vader or some sort of a Sith, that would have been amazing. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of um, grad school analyses of Frozen that make the case that she is becoming the villain, and that's okay. Yeah. At the end of that that's series. That's all right. I could do a video essay on that. Yeah. Let me do a video essay on that. <laughs> right after my minion breakdown, Eric. <laughs> How we all got Frozen wrong. That's right. Here's what you didn't get when you watched Frozen. <laughs> Thawing out all of the things you missed in Frozen. <laughs> well, we'll leave it there for this episode of Wookie Leaks. Don't forget to check out our great merch options over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold. Follow New Rockstars. Subscribe to Wookie Leaks wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching and goodbye, goodbye. there.